Uh, let's get to the scriptures. I've got all the 16 minutes, so here we go. Uh, please stand up. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Let's read the word. Let's start in Romans chapter 5. Here we go. Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Then we're going to read Ephesians chapter 6, and then we're going to talk about one of my four points, and then we're done. Here we go. Um, uh, some of you are going to say, praise the Lord, this one point. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Read it with me. Uh, for if by the transgression of the one, death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign life through the one, Jesus. Here's the part I want to zoom in on. Don't you forget this, please. Read this phrase for me. Those who receive the abundance of and of the, stop right there. It's a gift. It's a gift. God gave this to you. You didn't deserve it. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. He gave you this gift. What's the gift? The gift of, for those of you who don't know, you were dead in your trespasses and sin. You couldn't help yourself. And Jesus says, I'm going to take your filth, put it on me, and I'm going to give you my righteousness and put it on you. That's a gift from God. And because it is, you are to appreciate it every day of your life. He has given you his righteousness. Given it to you. Say, thank you, God, for the gift. All right. Now, in light of that, let's go to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Here's what it says. Finally, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of of his might. Notice the word be strong. It didn't say, it didn't say stay strong. It says be strong. In other words, it's not your strength. It's in the passive voice, which means it's somebody else's strength you're staying strong in. So there, that, that, that solves half of y'all's problem right there because you're still trying to muster up your energy like you in a physical battle. He says, no, 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 this one's spiritual. You, your little strength can't help you in this one. You need God's strength. Verse, next verse, verse 11. Here we go. Put on the full armor of... Stop right there. He didn't say the partial armor of God. He didn't say put on one piece. He says, say it with me, put on the... Ma, 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 ma. Why? Why is this so important, God? So that you will be able... Against the... Ma, ma, ma. Schemes. It's not going to look like a scheme. It's, it's going to look like the real thing, and then they're going to dilute it right at the end. It's going to look like good food, and you're going to eat it, and it's going to kill you. It's going to look like the real deal, and it's going to be the fake. He says, you're in a spiritual war, and the devil has one goal, to take you out. He says, so therefore, say it with me, put on the... Next, next verse, next verse, next verse. Here, here, he explains it a little more. For our struggle is not against, but against, against, against the world of this darkness, against of wickedness in the heavenly. Therefore, he says, since you're in this kind of battle, therefore, he says, next word, next verse, therefore, take up the. Stop right there. The reason he has to remind us is because some of us, like me, we're not that smart. So for the slow folk, he said, I told you already, 
but I'm going to tell you again. Put on the <laughs> Those of you have to go to extra classes like me. Say to he said he said he said again. Take up the why so that you may be able to. There's the word. In other words, he's coming at you every single day, and he's trying to take you out every single day. And his goal is to make sure you don't look like Jesus. And he says the Bible tells us he's coming at you every day. He has studied your film. He knows your tendencies. He knows your weaknesses. He knows your habits, the good ones and the bad ones. And his job is to dangle in front of you the thing that makes you weak so that you can bow to it and not bow to God. And he says this is unrelenting. It will happen every day until you give in and say there cannot be a God. That's his goal in the evil day. Read it, finish it. And having done Everything you ought to. Here's the verse I'm focusing on now. That last verse. Here we go. Here we go. He says, in light of this, there are three things I want you to always have on you. Three things. Always. You are never allowed to take them off. You must always have them on you. One is the truth of the word of God. And it must be in your heart. You must know the truth in your heart. You must meditate it, study it, think through it, make sure it's in you. So when the enemy comes, you can remind him of what God's word says. Here's what he says. Stand firm. Having your loins with, my God, my God, my God. But he says something else. And having put on the, no believer, none must ever be found without their breastplate of righteousness. None. Every time. Look at your neighbor and say, you, you, you got righteousness on? Look at the other one. Look at that. I'm not so sure about you. Do you got righteousness on? You may be seated in the house of God. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here we go. Let's go quickly. Let's go quickly. Let's go quickly. Your position in heaven must become your experience on earth. There is imputed righteousness. Here's what that means. He gave it to you so heavenly you are righteous. The only reason you go to heaven is not because of your good works. You go to heaven because of Jesus' good works. You can work all you want. You can try to do good all you want. That's not getting you into heaven. When, when the Father sees you, the only reason he's letting you in is because he sees Jesus' righteousness, not yours. Therefore, the question becomes, how do we live out what we are already positionally in heaven. How do we practically live out this thing called righteousness? Well, the first problem we have is that we got too many people, way too many, that instead of following God's truth, you lower God's truth. Instead of saying, God, I know what your word says, and I'm going to live it out, we come and we justify. We tell our mind to make up reasons why I don't have to obey the truth and why I can lower the truth to my standard. You don't believe me. So here's what happens. I have a basketball here, court here, and this net is so high, this goal is so high, I can't dunk in it. I couldn't dunk in it when I was 15. I couldn't dunk in it when I was 25. I sure can dunk in it now. But what in, instead of trying to dunk, what I'm going to do to show my skills is I'm going to lower it all the way down. Lower it for me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to look real good. Here's why. Because I have lowered the standard. 
what we have in Christianity today is too many people, instead of following God's standard, you just lower it so that you can look good walking up in church talking about you love Jesus. Yes, I do. You don't love no Jesus. You just lowered his standards. Come here. As if that wasn't bad enough, some of y'all have a life group and a group of people that know how to, how to lower God's standard. So instead of that, you just bring the goal down to your level. So now you think you all godly and your whole community think you all godly. So now you be playing around. Yeah, look at me. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. You can do a good pass. There we go. Look at me. Look at me. So now you look real good having lowered the standard. So God says, I want you to honor me with your best giving. And you say, well, I don't, I don't know that that meant money, so I'll just serve and that will be my giving. So I'll keep my money and I'll just start serving more. And God, you better appreciate, look at me, I'm serving up in here. And you're walking around thinking you're godly. But the Bible says it's a form of godliness. But it ain't real godliness. It looks like righteousness, but it really ain't righteousness. The Bible says that you shouldn't get a divorce. You're walking around, we ain't divorced. We just, we're just living together in two different bedrooms. Why y'all quiet now? So now you're feeling like you're godly, but you're not. you just playing a game, lowering God's standards so you can look good. But really at the heart level, you ain't that good. The Bible says you mustn't lose um, um, control of your faculties. So you say, well, I, I, I ain't getting drunk on the road, so I ain't driving and drunk. I'm just going to stay home and drink my merry way and be as drunk as I can. Talking about, I leave my home, y'all. <laughs> Lowering the standard. Talking about you're godly when you really ain't. But what you have is a form of godliness, but it ain't real godliness. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very big deal because God says, I want you to wear the breastplate of righteousness and I want you to walk in it every day of your life. But what Christians have done is one, we have lowered the standard so that now anybody, anybody can say they're a Christian. They just have a group of people that they call their life group. And here's the problem. When everybody lowers it, you think you godly because the whole group has lowered it. So no, that's because you're walking around with people that ain't that godly. But you don't like people who are real godly because they're going to call you out. But you don't want them to call you out. So I say, I don't like that group. I want to go in this group where we cool. And we cool because we can do our things and none of us feel guilty about doing our things. Say it, Pastor. No, the problem with godliness, the problem with righteousness is... That we don't realize sometimes that as we are in pursuit of righteousness, because the devil is cunning and deceitful, he's going to bring some things to upend that righteousness. Why does he ask us to use breastplate of righteousness? Because what does the breastplate do? It protects the heart. If you get rid of the heart, you get rid of the blood, you get rid of the blood, you get rid of the body. 
Everything in the physical has its corollary in the spiritual. So what does God say? When you got saved, he gave you the spirit. So in your inner spirit man, the spirit man should then flow over into your soul, which should then flow over into your body. But what the enemy does is he makes sure that you have, you have unrighteousness in there so that the spirit man can flow into your corrupted soul. Let me show you what I mean. This gate represents your life, everybody. And so this should be your righteousness. And God says, positionally, I have given you the breastplate of righteousness, which means now that you have my, my, my imputed righteousness on you, which is great. Everybody ought to be grateful for that because it's a gift. The challenge is then we start this little sin game with God. So we have a little sin. Everybody has. And we have a little sin that we like more than everybody else's sin. And our little secret sin is the one we really, 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 really like. The problem with it is what you don't realize is what happened to me last week at my house. Last week at my house in our subdivision, they're building, they tore down a whole bunch of trees. And so there's now this new uh, rat infestation that is all over my community. Because they took the rats out of their own habitat to go build more houses. Okay? So here's what happened. I went home the other day, and my bride told me, she's right over there, she said, uh, hey, we got a problem, and you need to fix it. <laughs> she says, when I drive my car into the garage, I smell something, and it don't smell good. She said, all right, I left it for a day or so. So she went back, she came back the next day, she says, honey, I'm just telling you, I need a real man to fix what's in my garage. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. It might have been implied, but she didn't say that. She didn't say that. She didn't say that. Anyways, anyways, hey, I don't have no time. Um, so, uh, uh, so she came in. So then I decided, okay, no problem. So I called somebody. I said, hey, dog, listen, man. I got a problem in my house, and I need you to fix this problem. Come on over here. So he went up into the attic, and uh, before, we had put some traps up there so that, because one night, about three months ago now, I heard, I heard um, all these scratchings. And I'm like, this is why I left Jamaica, so I wouldn't have all these scratchings. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so, so, so the dude went up there, y'all, and as he goes up there, he, I wasn't there, I was, I was at work, you know, working out for the Lord, and he went up there, so, so, so he went up there, and he called me, and he says, Pastor Conway, I got, I got, I got bad news for you. I said, what's up, bud? He says, well, we got a rat. I said, yay. He said, no, 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 no. But the way the trap killed the rat, all his guts is all over the, 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 the floor in the attic. So I said, well, so, okay, so what? He says, no, you don't get it. If the rat stays there, and it did for two days, it now has maggots that it has invited into your house. So now you got rat, maggots, ants, and you got all kind of critters up there because you let the rat stay up there way too long. Oh, I'm going somewhere with this. The problem with Christians today is Christians got some sin that they love. And you love the sin so much that you hold on real tight to it. So then you bring it into your house called your life. And you bring the sin in. You bring the sin in. And now all of a sudden, the sin has taken up residence in your house. 
But what you did not know was that since you have sin in there, you now have opened the gates for some demons to come in and hang out with the sin. I promise you. So now what do we have? We have, we have trash with, with demonic maggots that now is hanging out with the trash. No, all the, all the Holy Ghost tell you to do is, no problem. Just take out the trash and put the trash where trash is supposed to go. And if you do that, then you have taken the trash with the demons out with you. They can't affect you anymore. The only time they can affect you is when you let trash linger. So here's my question for you. What sin has lingered too long in your life so you have done two things? You have, one, allowed the enemy to come in and make himself at home. But number two, you have blocked the flow of the Holy Spirit. In that light, you have quenched the Holy Spirit. You have now allowed the Holy Spirit who's talking, but you can't hear him because you have fallen in love with trash. But you know what we do, don't we? We say, well, pastor, here's what I need to do. I love my little trash, so here's what I'm going to do with my trash. When you come over, I'm just going to make my trash smaller. So I'm going to compress the trash. So you're back there, you know somebody coming over, you working to make the trash smaller so ain't nobody can see the trash, and you come out when they come, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Thinking you have made the trash smaller so the demons go. They don't. They stay wherever trash is. But then some of you are so sophisticated in Collin County. So what you decided is that I know how to do it. I'm going to get some, some tropical Febreze. And I, when you're coming over, I'm going to pray some good works over this so you can't smell my trash. But because the trash is there, the trash's friends are there too. So now you're still being influenced by, by the devil and his schemes because you're in love with trash. He says, put on the breastplate of righteousness so that who you are in heaven is who you are living out on earth. I want you to say to yourself, self, what trash do I need to take out of my life? Look at your neighbor. Ask them. All you up there too. You're right there, right, right, right. Ask them. What trash do you need to take? Look at your neighbor. Don't look at me. Look at your neighbor right now. What trash? You're scared, huh? You're scared because you know you got trash too. Now here's the problem with unrighteousness. Come here. Here's the problem with unrighteousness. There are three problems with unrighteousness. Number one, you're unrighteous based on what you do. The problem is you can do the right thing but do it for the wrong motive and it's still unrighteous. So now if my motive is jacked, no, I'm unrighteous because the reason I'm doing is the wrong reason, which makes it just as bad as the person who did the wrong thing. But then I have one more that some of y'all love so deeply. Let me get him for you. Here's the last one. Y'all love this one so deeply. There's some of you in church. Mm-hmm. Some of you. Mm-hmm. Who your goal is not to identify unrighteousness. Your goal is to figure out who around you this is going to come out, don't it? Yeah, here we go. Your job is to figure out. Thank you, Pastor Matt. Your job is to figure out who around you ain't righteous. So your job is, 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 is a trash identifier. You perfectionistic people. 
who love to identify everybody else's trash because you don't like to look at your own. Actually, you have convinced yourself that you don't have none. So now you walk around like you're, you're, you're little Jesus. Hey, I see your trash. I see you need to deal with that. You, the devil is alive. You need to deal with that. In the name of, take that trash out. I see it. And you walk around with your perfectionistic tendencies, rebuking everybody that they got trash. You just like the Pharisees. Because some of you really don't believe you have none. And if you don't, yours is Pharisaic and arrogance. Yours is perfectionistic trash identifier. That's your sin. Go confess it today in Jesus' name. But the rest of us, we got some. And God sent me by to say that you need to get that trash out of there and kick it out of there and have nothing to do with the trash anymore. Because you are allowing demonic activity in your life to influence you and you don't even know it. You think you're just in love with the trash. But the trash is there so that the enemy can laugh at you when you have become so addicted to the trash. Even if you wanted to get rid of it, you can't. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the tension that we face. And that is why today our goal is let's deal with the trash. Here's why. Because this is a gift. Let me close with these two thoughts. This is a gift. The more you appreciate a gift, the more grateful you are. The more grateful you are, the more you'll realize that for me to do anything else will be ungrateful. Therefore, I must address this. So the more grateful I am that I have his righteousness and I'm now to live it out, the more I will say to myself, I don't want to sin against my God. The more you sin against your God, the more you deafen your ears to being grateful for his righteousness. So therefore, God has sent me by to say, stop the foolishness and get rid of your trash. Look at your neighbor and say, get rid of the trash, 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 get rid of the trash. I don't know who gave me a pink one of these, but it's okay. That's what I got. Every lady in this house um, got a mirror. You know why she have a mirror? Because she can't see herself. Somebody got to tell you about you. Or you got to have a mirror. The problem with that is you can't see if there is something you need to adjust. You can't see if there's something you need to paint. You can't see if there's something you need to do to fix a flaw that you see that should not have been there. So therefore, what you do is the ladies come in, they go to the bathroom, they make sure it's right on the way to their seat. They go in their purse, they pull out one of these to make sure it's still good before they sit down. Praise the Lord, guys, don't do that. I'll, I'll stop, let's just move on. Anyways, so, listen to me now. You know the word of God calls itself a mirror. So that you can see what's not right. And make the correction. Now, the problem is, when you got some folk around you that hold up the mirror, know you look a mess and say you ain't bad. That, 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 uh, those people are not good friends. Right. Yet still, some of you love surrounding yourselves with only those people. Because you don't want to deal with the trash. You want to live with the trash 
and fake that you love Jesus. That is why community group is so important. Because now you have a group of people that will just hold up the mirror and say, do you see what I see? Look, 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 look. Do you see it? Then let's clean that up. But I'm not going to call yours out because I got one too. So let's both walk together to take the trash out to where the trash is supposed to be. Ladies and gentlemen, my Bible says that he has given you the gift of righteousness. Therefore, it's our job to put on the breastplate of righteousness, to throw out the trash, and to walk the life that he's called you to walk. It will change your thinking. It will change your heart. It will change your behavior. It will change all of you. The only way to do it is you got to get rid of the trash. Look at your neighbor and tell him, get rid of the trash. Heavenly Father, will you, will you be with our body of believers? In the midst of a painful environment that we currently live in, we need the righteousness of God to shine bright in a dark world. So will you help every last one of us to come alongside those who are hurting in our community this week, to come alongside those who are confused this week, to come alongside those who are in extreme pain and uncertainty this week. Those who want to take up other issues that are sidebar issues to the main issue. Help us to explain the gospel of Jesus Christ so good that they will see our good works and glorify our Father that is in heaven. Will you be with our body? Will you comfort our body? And will you guide us as we take the light of Christ and shine it in this dark world? We pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said...